parental contract can be a blessing. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and maliteracy and to aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're present with us today on another Manliness Rally. This one is a parental hack and this is encouraging males to have a foundation or principles, a foundational set of principles by which you will parent your children. We call this a family, a parental contract. We did speak to two contracts at minimum that you can have or two understandings, two principles or two strong principles set of principles that you could have one is uh, in your family that is your family unit one is your marital contract with your wife and the other or your 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 engaged spouse <laughs> because we don't encourage you to do this when you get married but even at the point where you are engaged to get married but to have a set of principles by which you will conduct in yourself in the marriage and the other one is your parental contract and in this parental contract we went through this a couple years ago it could speak to the fact that you will maintain a cordial relationship with your wife even in the event that it with your the mother of the child even in the event that that you guys are separated we're not saying that this is something that you should do of course we're messianic and we do not believe we believe that what god joins together no man should put asunder but at the end of the day we understand that many times god did not put some of some of the marriages that we're in together that's our understanding and you may end up getting a divorce for whatever reasons and uh, you know that's not desirable because a marriage is supposed to be uh, an eter- uh, a bond uh, a bond that happens for life however if that is the case that you are separated a parental contract could stipulate that you know what we're going to be cordial with, with each other and we're going to do our best to have a, a great a great parental relationship even if our marital relationship breaks down because you know the only, you can't really get out of your parental relationship even if a child divorces you or separates from you whatever the legal term is if a child says they don't want you to be their parent anymore that cannot take away the biological and the spiritual role that you have as a parent uh, even if the state says that they don't legally recognize you as a parent of this child anymore and the the big thing here that we're saying is that if you have a parental contract we have seen that it, it we, we have we have an understanding that it can be beneficial now we're not family lawyers at family family but we do understand that this these principles that you may stipulate in your parental contract if it goes as far as saying uh, that in the event of a breakdown of the marriage we will continue to have cordial relations so that our parenting can be beneficial can be can, can be of a, a good quality then that can be something that can be helpful if you have that notarized etc of course run this by your family lawyer your parental your family attorney if you have one or a fan or some some legal advisor to see that what you're doing is actually enforceable however what we have seen is in the same way that males 
and females have prenuptial agreements. These are agreements that, that have a certain legal standing and it spells out what happens in a bad situation in the marriage. We can do a similar thing with parenting because uh, we don't, we want a situation where our children can have a stable parental footing in case of anything that happens because you know it is already an uphill task for children in this society and we want to do everything possible to make parenting easy so we're encouraging males to stipulate this family contract a parental contract that you can have it could go as far as you committing to taking care of your health you committing to if you used to smoke i will stop smoking within a year of the birth of my child that could be a commitment that you make because you do want to have a long really a long life with the child this could go as far as saying that you know we will put in place some kind of college fund for the child and that you know that could be another commitment you make in a parental contract so that these are things that you are binding yourself to and these are good for the child these are good as a this is good for your parent you could stipulate you will have an insurance policy for the child you will um, do specific things to contribute to the positive outcomes for this child and you spell out what those things are you revise that from time to time so that it is current in regards to what the child wants and if it is that you do this before the child is born which we encourage you to do when the child gets when the child gets at at an age where they have some kind of uh, cognition then you can include them in the contract and say you know before you were born we made these commitments to you x y and z now do these make sense to you would there be something else or that you'd want us to commit to as a as parents or would you want to take something off the list and you could also add new things in that contract with the child they, they will keep their room clean and they will take they will um they will whatever it is that you want to add to the contract or take away so we encourage you to look at this in a systematic way a parental contract with your child because it can add some stability to the child we're not saying that you're going to go to court um, but we do believe that it may be enforceable in court and you check with your lawyer on that your attorney however it can spell out for your family unit the clear commitments that you want to make and you can be clear on that they can be clear on 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 the parental commitments and that can be something that nobody has any ambiguity about so we're going to pause for today and we're going to thank you for your attention keep bringing those questions to us and look out for the next segment hey guys this is doctor from the corner uh just calling in let you know i love your show and i love the uh the topic of fear and hope um, not occupying the same space at the same time because they're opposites which i agree with and it's a powerful topic and a powerful idea and one of the things i think that makes it so powerful is because of how close 
fear and hope are. They are, if you really think about it, they're almost the same thing. It's just that the uh, the expectations at the end are a little bit different. So it really is just a slight mindset shift that can change something from fearful to hopeful. And I do agree with you that they can't be in the same space at the same time because uh, they are opposites because of the end result. But a lot of times I think they weave in and out of each other. Something becomes hopeful and fearful and they can intertwine and go from space to space and uh, when one leaves the other one creeps in so it's powerful to stay hopeful and uh, thank you guys, I appreciate you. How to defeat domestic lies. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamTFamily.com's transformational man cave where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you are joining us on another segment of our Manly Rally. This one is addressing issues of lies that keep us from spiritually leading in our household. We're grateful that you're present with us today. We are encouraging males to look at leading in our homes spiritually leading spiritually in our homes and the reason why we feel a lot of males don't do this are because there's some very strong lies that are told to males or that we are convinced of that restrict us in leading our wives and our spiritual or families spiritually one of the the pillars of manliness we feel here at FamilyFamily.com is that a man should lead his family into worship at home lead his family in studying the word of Yahweh, lead his family in praying, in worship, in evangelism, in charity with neighbors and friends. And there are about three or four lies that we feel prevent a man from doing this. Number one, a man feels inadequate. The feeling of inadequacy generally comes a lot from us feeling that we have no credibility based on our past with our wife and our kids some of us are coming out of abusive situations where either we were abused and we don't have the confidence in our home because the abuse that we suffered took place in a home the home is not a safe place for some males their fathers moms whoever it is either verbally or physically sexually abuse them in the home and the home is not seen as a safe place they lack the credibility because they don't feel strong and secure in the home because of this abuse that they have been through and on the other side some men have inflicted abuse on their wife on their kids and they themselves feel that they have no credibility to lead them spiritually because they feel guilty of the past there are some males who have uh, divorced and remarried issue been divorced and remarried and again they may have mean and for a lot of males that have have been involved in another marriage there is an issue of trust so you don't feel trust their partner doesn't trust you often or sometimes because you have already shown that you can break the marriage contract and that person in some instances may not trust you to lead them spiritually and you may be someone who have had a quarrelsome past in your household for these are just some reasons why why i feel why we feel here that the dark side 
comes up with stories to get you to feel that you are not credible. Now, one of the things that we encourage males to understand is that the gospel teaches us in Saint Matt in Second Corinthians, sorry, five verse seventeen, that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and, be, and behold, all things are become new. And all things literally means all. We looked at the Greek, we looked at the Hebrew, the Aramaic, whatever language, the Syriac, and all the languages converge on all meaning all. The all could include your past, could include your abuse, your divorce and remarriage, your quarrel, the abuse that you did to your child, etc. All these things that affected your credibility are lies. And now you have to, or you can, look at the truth that you if you are in christ in christ mean that you are abiding you're resting in christ john 15 does a very good God, job of showing us what in christ means somebody who is at rest in their relationship with jesus and once you're at rest in your relationship with jesus once that relationship brings you completion and peace then you're able to see that you know what that was not me the person who did all these things or the person who felt all that pain in the past that person is not is not around anymore the memories are there but that person you're not able those memories are not able to find a landing spot in your life and we want me to understand that john 3 verse 3 as uh, as jesus tells us is that except a man be born again he cannot see or enter the kingdom of god the kingdom of God is that place, is the literal reconstruction of what the Bible calls the, the Garden of Eden in earth. And if you want to look at it that way. And you cannot enter that, that ideal situation if you are dragging your old man behind, if you're not born again. So the born again me is literally you becoming a brand new person as John 3 verse 3 sort of converges with 2 Corinthians 5 17. We're brand new. So this is just one of the lies that is that is that is told to us to get us from believing that we can lead our families. You're not credible, you're not good enough. You you abused your wife, you abused your kid, you were yourself were abused in your home, and you are just not good enough. You're weak, you're not a strong man. You don't even know how to read properly. You can't break down the scriptures. You, your family looks at you as, as a total idiot. What are you doing? And these things come up and they can easily swamp you over and get you to just crawl back into your shell and keep being the man that you were before your relationship with Christ. And we're going to pause here on that one. And number one is credibility. The second one the second lie that restricts some males from leading their families spiritually in the home is an irreligious upbringing with no exposure to domestic devotions. Domestic devotions is a completely new thing to many males. We're living in a society and in a time when a lot of there are a lot of atheism. Atheism is a religion to many. They believe that there is no God and that we believe in science and all these kind of things. So there is no devotional upbringing and uh, many males, some males, have no exposure to a man praying and reading the Bible, etc. in their home. 
and this is even the case for many for children who have parents who previously were brought up religious so you know a man a young man now maybe leading his family his parents may have been brought up religious but they they did not expose him to to domestic devotions so that man has no he did not get an example as you said examples and are are an inheritance so there is no example of domestic devotions by this young man and he starts his family not seeing domestic devotions done and of course he is going to carry that on because that's his inheritance we have uh, two more lies that we want that, that generally we found restrict males in leading their families spiritually and if you stay tuned to the next segment we will go through those stick around They say an organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every day. Meanwhile, Sunday Christians funnel into square boxes, like scared chickens hiding from hungry foxes. Harmonized canines are trained to devour birds that will not fly. It seems a disorganized truth has come face to face with an organized lie. I read a book that spoke of a man that shook an array of lies with love. A man that portrayed and organized the truth night flees from light above. A kingdom displayed with every drop of his blood. A well-planned lie cleansed by an heavenly flood. Which seemed so confused as love dripped from the cross. As demons celebrated what seemed like God's loss. A disorganized truth seemingly conquered for three long days. But hark, what's that sound bellowing from the dark? What's that rumbling thunder in the garden? That disorganized truth roars to bring mankind's pardon. Bursting from the impotent tomb, a disorganized light shines to seal evil's doom. Organize all you want. Your king is here. All of hell's planning will not quench the fear. Your organized lie is destined to fry. And the seeming confusion that comes with salvation was just a higher calculus that your pea brain was never able to calculate. Your organized lie embraces a destiny with a fiery fate. They say that an organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every day. Well, who says the truth is disorganized? You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. 
we're continuing the previous segment on how to defeat domestic lies we said in the previous segment that there were a number of lies that keep males from worshiping god in our homes we we exposed at least two of these before lies that restrict males leading our wives spiritually and our and our children spiritually in our homes the first one was the feeling of inadequacy what we call the lack of credibility based on our sinful past the second one was an irreligious upbringing an atheistic or antichrist upbringing with no exposure to devotions in the home and we're going to continue with the remaining two lies uh, that <clears throat> that we are showcasing because it's good to expose these lies and the third one is an overly irre- an overly religious background with a military style kind of family devotion in our discussion with males on this issue of domestic devotions in your home and men leading their family spiritually in the home this is something that some males expressed very strongly that they were brought up with such a strict religious upbringing every morning they had to get up at five o'clock and read the bible and pray and they had to recite uh, bible bible scripture bible references and they had to do this without getting a full appreciation for what these things mean there was a a draconian if that's a proper word very authoritative very very military style family devotion that many people experienced in their past and that basically drove them away from introducing that to their family they made that commitment years ago from they were a child that they would never ever lead their family in that way and they went in the total opposite direction to actually not introduce family style devotion um, family devotions at all in their homes so the third lie is that i cannot introduce many males feel that they cannot introduce any kind of religion in their home without it being seen as too strict and hence they don't introduce any kind of spiritual priestcraft in their homes the fourth lie is that males many males see per as feminine and they're ashamed of praying in front of their wives and kids there is a feeling especially for us from the caribbean i can't speak freely for other cultures but many men see per as a feminine kind of act and they see per as uh, as inaction if there is something to be done a man in the islands in many of our islands sometimes they will see per as a way of procrastinating you're not really doing anything you're talking to an imaginary being and in addition they see it as something that women do women are the ones that that encourage them to pray many males were introduced to prayer by their grandma by some aunt and some woman a man never normally taught uh, a, a, another man how to pray in the island so prayer ends up being seen as a feminine act because it's normally done by women so a man will not do will not lead his family in prayer in bible study because your religion in general christian especially the christian religion in the islands a lot of people see that as a feminine kind of religion rastafarianism and the muslim faith are seen as more masculine in the islands in my understanding and in my opinion so the fourth lie 
about that restricts males from leading our families in the home is that especially Christian prayer is seen as feminine. These are some of the lies that that we are helping and the gospel equips men to conquer when we are messianic men. And one of the important things that we understand with the gospel is David says in Psalm 101 verse 2, he says, I will walk with a perfect heart in my house, which and which this suggests that believers we can lead our household by examples. We can walk with a perfect heart in our house. We can lead our families spiritually in our homes. And these four lies, the lie of the lack of credibility, the lie of atheism in the household, and no religious upbringing, the lie of a military upbringing, militarily religious upbringing, and the lie of the effeminacy of prayer and leading our families in the Christian faith, these can be defeated by the truth that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the manliest man that we could ever we could ever experience, and the truth that with Christ all things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And we can actually have an approach where we move past the religion in the sense of the do's and don'ts to religion as relation. When we can see that Christ is 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 the Messiah, Messiah leading us back into relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we can transition from seeing a father in the absentee, abusive way that many of us may have experienced fathers in our past. We can actually repent, meaning change our mind, have this metanoia, a transition in our mindset where as males we can see christ leading us to our real father and we want to introduce that kind of father figure that not just figure that father to our family that's what we're doing in devotions we are sharing the paternal relationship the, the manly relationship that we have with god as our father with our wife with our children and it actually would be cheating our family of that relationship when we don't share that in our home so a man who does not read scripture and share scripture with his wife with his kids a man who does not worship does not praise the lord in his home a man who does not pray with his family who doesn't have a victory room and doesn't lead his family his his kids his wife not kids his children and his wife into having their own victory rooms or sharing in his victory room that man is robbing his family of a relationship with the heavenly father and that is a serious robbery and that's a sign of non-love if it is that we love our family we will want them to have an experience with the best father ever we're going to pause there for now and we encourage you to look out for some more of our segments Communications can be effective. Lincoln here from Turn to Burnt for EmptyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave. We are continuing on this manliness rally. This segment is a comms rally, and as we indicated in the thumbnail, written communications can be effective in your marriage with your kids, with your children. This is something that my dad did when he would communicate to me in letters etc thank you for being present with us today and for those continuing thank you for continuing with us 
So there are many times when we are dealing with sensitive issues or issues that we want to ensure there is no ambiguity and there is no confusion. Something my dad did, he wrote letters to me and he clearly spelled out, in my opinion, his opinion of what the situation is and what he would love to see and he invited me to respond. This is something that we see God do in the Bible. It is a written letter to man, uh, basically letting humanity know that this is your dad. I'm trying to get in touch with you. This is what this is how much you mean to me. And we encourage him. He encourages us to respond. So there are many times when God speaks, for example, in a written in a vocal way through people. But there, there is a Bible and there is a written record of there's a written record of what he expects, what he thinks about us, how he how, how he treasures us. And this is something that we can do as males in our marriage with our kids. We don't always have to respond quickly, immediately, spontaneously. Sometimes in response to an issue, it can be, you know what, honey, let me think about this and get back to you and i might want to just respond in a letter or send you a text or an email and that is something that that is an option for males we can slow down the pace of communication everything is so instantaneous sometimes but what i saw my dad my earthly dad did is that he would slow things down he would write things down in letter format at the time you know actual paper and pen at that time and that was something that I, I can treasure that now. At the time, I would I would view it very impersonally, but I understand a little bit more now about what he was trying to do. He was trying to slow down the pace of, of what was going on and give me something that that could be could that I could reflect on and that did not have a lot of the emotions involved in tense situations and this is something we can do we can write letters we can send email texts and we can take our time to do this to ensure we're not being emotional and effeminate about the communication that we are involved in so we can slow things down write letters this can be effective and we can mull over it we can pray about the letter or the email or the text or the facebook message or whatever it is and send this at an appropriate time to address specific issues and we don't have to be instantaneous in every communication a good thing to do is to let your your wife know let your children know this is what i'm going to do so give me some time to get back to you on this and i will do this in a written format and this can be very effective especially when things are very tense so we encourage you to have a great day and a listen, listen out for another segment. Be careful of your normal. Think and hear from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're continuing on another manliness rally and we're grateful that you have joined us and you have participated in previous segments this segment we are touching on the topic really more a general topic a general rally about being careful of what our normals are 
and uh, thank you for being present with us and continuing with us today the you know the important thing when i recall some of my past and what i got used to i would have for example cars that would have problems with them carburetor problems etc and back in the day i would have to get up early in the morning start the car for it to get ready for me to go to work if i was to leave for work or some function let's say at nine o'clock i get the car started at 8 30 get it warmed up and the car would smoke so much in the community one point in time uh, a lady came over she complained she was like hey you know i have a baby here and that was just a time when i was going through some issues but at the end of the day i would i was able to do this practice of starting this car half an hour before my estimated time of departure every morning or every weekday and that would just become normal uh, car went on to a point in time when it would have difficulty making left turns and uh, i would just be normal for me to plan routes that would get me to where i'm going uh, mostly with right turns etc so these are some things that i've gone through in the past however this is something that a lot of us as males have really got used to a certain standard of masculinity we have gotten used to defective to defection and defect a defective nature defective attitudes as it relates to our manliness we have defective mindsets as it regards to our succession planning who is going to follow us in our line as it relates to our senior planning we have a defective mindset as it relates to our environmental influence or what we call being an environmental bully where we believe that males can actually influence their their surroundings as christ influenced even as the bible teaches he went as far as influencing his even weather phenomenon he was a bully with his love with his influence and we many of us have gotten used to being bullied by life we have gotten used to being followers in our homes in our communities rather than leaders and for various reasons this has become our normal and uh, you know when i started to drive new cars because those cars that were defective were second-hand cars and i would be handed things or i would purchase things that i was not a new user for and many times we have been experiencing a version of manliness that has been handed down to us or we have purchased or employed that was given to us from another user and we were not the first users of this so i want to encourage males to to understand that sometimes our manliness is secondhand we can become brand new males jesus says in john 3 verse 3 except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god and jesus does not want us to have a second-hand relationship with him he wants us to have a brand new relationship with him and that pertains as far as possible even to our manliness how we manage finances in our homes how we communicate in our homes he wants us to have a brand new approach to how we are marital romances how we are parental heroes and spiritually fit leaders in our homes through our priestcraft disciplines we have gotten very used uh, some of us that is i'm not being general but some of us listening have gotten used to a defective standard of manliness and we want to encourage you 
to look at what the messianic approach to manliness is that Jesus has come with. People try to impose, we're not putting down the Mosaic law. We understand the Mosaic law had a purpose. And we're not antinomians. However, at Family Family, we do believe that Christ fulfilled the law. He completed the law. And there are many that try to hand down uh, laws and regulations about what manliness is supposed to be like from a list of do's and don'ts and not from a relationship of love with Yahweh, with God, the Father of Christ. We want to encourage ministers to have a version of manliness that is the true version of manliness from the Son of Man as he describes himself, Jesus Christ, the defender of manliness, the defender of humanity, Christ himself. If you're interested in that, then we do encourage you to become a part of our family family. We're going to go into some more on this rally. And we encourage you to stick around for more excerpts and segments. MIA means missing in action. That's what some men are. Yet others worse they were just missing, never in action. Instead of a whole man, they remain a man fraction. Their bedroom void of satisfaction as they focus romance elsewhere. Soldiers constantly endure fear and sometimes some are overrun. They flee their post without their gun. And if they survive, they face a court-martial. They lead their squad to live scared and partial. A coward, the army's costliest soul. They forsake their comrades in the cold whose lives depend on them. Strangers forsake us less than best friends because we drop our guards in comfort. So a man fraction invites domestic hurt and teaches that lesson with his absence. We can coach with words as well as with silence, but the enemy doesn't care how prepared soldiers are. Every soldier will encounter scars, so the fear of defeats and unjustified reason for being MIA. We are gonna die someday, so excellent domestic living can be our inspiration. To turn MIA into men in action, no longer men in action. The gospel says Yahweh makes a whole man from a carnal man fraction. If that man fraction trusts him for change. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Willesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Florida's business laws may be improving, 
Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We are continuing on this manliness rally, and this segment touches on our financial, a financial hack or business hack that helps males in Florida here, if you're in Florida, to understand a little bit more, hopefully, about some changes to our business regime and thank you for being present with us continuing with us today and we have seen well it's not a new change in florida but there is an adjustment to our business filings regulation where back in the day we register with something called sunbiz and that's where we register a limited liability company or corporations all the different types of business structures that we have here in florida and there was a time before a new regulation was passed when we had to do if we were making adjustments after you've submitted your application if you wanted to make an an addition or an amendment to your filing you would have to go through and get particular hard copies and certified copies of documents sent to your mailing address now the state the department of state actually is allowing where it is that you have documents that contain inaccuracies and may have some kind of false or misleading or fraudulent information that especially where it is that you have some inaccuracy in the document they can now send you an email and you can deal with things electronically rather than having to have certified copies of the documents sent to your mailing address this we think is something that makes it much much easier for us to file and to amend filings with sundays with the department of state and this is something that we encourage males to look at in the florida statutes especially those of us who are involved in business or intend to open businesses we no longer have to go through the certified having certified mail uh, dealing with the sunbiz and the department of state when we're making amendments to our documents that are amendments that was based on some inaccuracy in the initial filing we can give you a little bit more information on this we are not corporate experts but we can show you where to get your information online but this is something we have looked at for our own business and we do help companies to organize themselves and to structure themselves uh, and we mentor these companies through and we encourage males to understand when we're operating businesses that we can look for changes in the regulations that affect these businesses that we are operating because we do want to ensure we are on top of the rules and laws, the red tape that, well, at least to some extent, uh, you know, we're not going to turn ourselves into lawyers but it can lead you to a competitive advantage in your business where you know the rules about your business and what is the policy and the red tape that affects you so that you can be more profitable and you can uh, you can get around any pitfalls that you may in that you may incur and that you may be impacted by so we encourage you to pay attention to this and if you want some more information you know how to contact us connect at famityfamily.com if you want our business organization service so listen out for some more segments turn to burn listen wow that was awesome um spare the rod 
spoil the child believe i know that's in proverbs man proverbs is full of wisdom man and thank you man that was very encouraging i actually just had a newborn this past sunday uh, at 1209 and she is beautiful and all i can think about is being a wonderful father man and what you're teaching people and what you're saying about you know fathers not being present in the child's life and not having that male figure really plays a big part man um I'm 27 years old and, you know, I've been raising church and I've really started to see from reading the Bible and talking to different people, you know, you really realize the importance of the, the, the male role. And uh, hopefully, man, we can get men to understand the importance and how important they are because some people just don't see how important they really are. Your body is not your own. Lincoln here from TurnToBurnFamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're here with us today in another manliness rally. This one is a marital romance rally, and we're encouraging males and females to understand that in a marriage, in an exclusive romantic relationship that's endorsed by Yahweh, the Father of Christ, we have surrendered and we have sacrificed our bodies, our physical being, to our partners. In 1 Corinthians 7 verses 1 to about 5, Paul goes through some teachings to the Corinthians. Quick background, Corinth was a, apparently a very lewd town, a town that was very immoral, uh, I guess, like an ancient Las Vegas, for not to disrespect Vegas, the Las Vegas persons who may be listening. However, it was a loot town. Let's leave it at that. And there were there was a lot of immorality, and the the church that was pulled out of that town would have to address and handle the remnant of that lewdness, the remnant of that very very. Uh, immoral behavior including sexual immorality first corinthians earlier in first corinthians he talks about people having sex with their close family members etc within the church and that is something he said should not even happen uh, if you are not if you are not saved so it does appear that this church was handling a lot of sexual immorality he starts in first corinthians 7 now concerning the things whereof he wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and <clears throat> have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise unto the wife, also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath no power of her own body but the husband and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body but the wife defraud ye not one the, one the other except it be with consent for a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and purr and come together again that satan tempt you not for your incontinency and it continues in first corinthians 7 they are reading from the king james version of the holy bible and there is a very important thing there in verse 4 where it says the wife sorry in verse 4 the wife hath not power over her body but the 
husband and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body but the wife and the word power there ex ex susia i'm just bringing up the meaning ex susia there's meaning to control exercise authority upon bring under the power of so the greek word there has that particular meaning of to have control over to have authority over and it says here that in a marriage in that marriage context the first of all he 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 there's a whole bunch of points here that we can go into but in the interest of time we're going to focus on verse 4 let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and benevolence there means the marital duties that are rendered and that could include of course romantic duties including your sexy time so it could include your kind the benevolence means the kindness conjugal euphemism and conjugal duty benevolence goodwill that in the greek word is yono yonoya yonoya something like that and um that speaks to of course the the marital duties of the husband and the marital duties of the wife and of course this includes romantic duties including sexual intercourse and the exchange of bodily um, affection so verse 3 does say that the the husband and wife are to to render to give to share on on uh, with each other the due marital duties which includes romance so romance within the the messianic marriage is something that should not be that should should be an active part of the marriage the wife and the husband in verse 4 it says that their bodies are under the control of each other and we know from in genesis that when adam and eve were married it says here it, the scripture the, the, the biblical narrative teaches that they are born of their bone flesh of their flesh that's what adam said to eve she's born of my bone flesh of my flesh in essence they become one flesh because she was pulled out of him so the marriage speaks to a union between bodies and and minds and souls etc however the the romantic element of it is an expression of that exclusive commitment to of each other in terms of the body the, the bodies of each other to share each other's body in an exclusive way and to make that connection with each other and to engage and to to show affection physically in an exclusive way with each other because the bodies be, our bodies belong to each other and that is a important element of that romantic function so the scriptures teach that we do not have this kind of multiple choice or oh, i don't feel like it today and and that is something of course that we encourage males to be patient if your wife is tired and so forth then that is something that you don't want to use a bible verse to bash her over the head that certainly is not going to get her in the mood uh, to pull scriptures to say well you can't withhold sex from me uh, that is not a romantic thing to do however we understand that where you yet you should make an effort if you do care for the person to show physical affection and this is why I, f- I feel so because even though Christ is not in a romantic relationship with us in, an sen- in a sensual way, 
he did give us his body he did allow the sins of the world to be placed on his body so he in a sense showed us the the essence of what a marriage can be where physically we make sacrifices for each other including our bodies and that is one element of the messianic the messianic story that christ allowed our sins to be placed on his body he took on him what belongs to us what belongs to us he our sins the wrath of his father he took that on us he exchanged a a, a sin the result of our sin with us and that's what happens a lot is if you look at what the sexual intercourse act is it's an exchange of bodily bodily fluids between two between a man and his wife and that's exactly what god did in a spiritual sense christ is christ the son of god took on himself our sin fluid if you want to call it that so that we can take on ourselves his righteousness fluid for want of a better word uh, it's going in a pretty weird direction but we see here the exchange of physical bodily characteristics between man and wife and we see here the exchange of spiritual characteristics characteristics between christ and those who believe in him and he does call the church his bride so that's a spiritual context there's nothing you know funky about that but we he, he allowed he, he he right now he is a man who has scars on his body who has holes in his hands etc taking in his body our 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 wrongdoing so that we can be righteous and in essence a marriage tries to replicate that in a physical way between a man and his wife where we exchange uh, our bodily functions with each other not functions we exchange physical physically with each other and that's part of what romance is and that goes beyond the bedroom into how we relate with each other with the sacrifices that we're prepared to make physically a man can listen to his wife can listen to when she's offloading about work can be active in submitting not to her but to be patient to a discussion that she's having etc so and we do these things physically so romance yes is uh, is an erotic expression between a man and his wife and we're encouraging males not to withhold and vice versa to withhold that if it is that we are truly in love with each other enough said for today join us for the next segment information can reduce uncertainty Lincoln here from a turn to burn familycoms transformational man cave where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We are continuing on this manly rally. We have addressed a number of excerpts and segments that we hope are, pro- are beneficial and productive for you as a male. And in this segment, we are hopefully giving you a nugget that helps you to address situations of uncertainty. And when we are uncertain, thank you for continuing with us today. And there is a, a subject that is called game theory, and it addresses how decisions are made under uncertainty and 
one of the important things that we understand is that the you can find ways to see how people will react to situations in life when they don't have enough information and economists call these things reaction functions but there is a way that you can address uncertainty and a lot of times that is about looking at information trying to get information that can help you rather than jumping to assumptions but assumptions are also powerful but assumptions have to be based on track record and looking at patterns historical patterns and and looking at ways in which people have made decisions in the past one of the things that we encourage you to do is to keep a record of the various decisions that especially major decisions that you are making in life decisions about where to live about your job decisions about your spiritual growth and to look especially when you are moving forward in an uncertain direction to say okay how have i addressed similar situations to this in the past and to get information about that and to look at using that information going forward we especially when we don't know what's going on with some of our family members for example if you are in a distance relationship and you have uncertainties about your partner you can look in the past okay in other instances when you were having this remote relationship and this may be relevant to persons in the army persons who are working as intercorporate transferees persons who, are, who work in different parts of the world and you can look at okay what happened in the past in situations when i did not hear from my partner for let's say an extended period of time or duration of time uh, was there something actually wrong or was it that maybe there was just uh, uh, technical te- telecommunications issues why the person couldn't get in touch with you and you can get information based on the past what happened what happened in the past when you were in a similar situation it doesn't have to be that the person is unfaithful to you and if it is that the person is unfaithful okay then you can give yourself a contingency to address that which does not involve some crazy action but for us we want to get information as males and a lot of times questioning is a very important way to get information rather than jumping to assumptions so if you are if your child is gone on a trip or if they said they're going to be at x place for some event and something happened and they were not at this place and you as a parent yes there is nervousness person should have gotten in touch with you your child should have let you know they were changing locations etc but to jump to a conclusion without you know what getting information can you run a, uh, uh, find me find my phone find my phone um, app and run that for your child etc can you uh, check their social media pages to see where they are so information you can get find ways to get information you can question if the child turns up afterwards rather than hey i know you were out doing being mischievous etc and you could ask a question 
what happened and they might tell you know what uh, or coach if they're playing a game a football game or something well our coach changed uh, changed, made a decision to change where we were practicing or we had difficulties in the school with the school bus and we were in a dead zone where we could not get any any telecoms to, to call or whatever it is but to just pop off with some strange exchange uh, a conclusion or assumption without information may not be helpful so what we're encouraging us as males to do as fathers as as father supporters manliness supporters is to get information in cases of uncertainty and yes the assumptions are okay if that assumption has been based on the track record on a consistent track record over time but understand that assumption could be wrong so we encourage you to have a great day today we encourage you to just the main thing is to get information because information can reduce uncertainty and to use that information in a very respectful way not in a way to, to condescend and to disrespect people and to, to make people look less than but to help people to make good choices and you to make your own good choices we hope this is helpful to you and please join us for the next segment Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FantiFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave. We are grateful that you have fully consumed and experienced another manliness rally. We do encourage you to do a couple of things to animate yourself to greater levels of manliness. Visit us at www.famtyfamily.com as well as join our Facebook family at famtyfamily.com and email us at connect at famtyfamily.com. Have a great day today and be nuclear.